0: my name is Hamish and I'll be joined by Hugo and Louis and we will be talking about how we have experienced a school break-in and how we've had to adapt to the unusual
1: circumstances through the week and the many challenges we were faced with including homeschooling and unexpected cancellations of school. In this podcast we interview Louis and our principal Mr Lowe.
0: so it was pretty sure monday or might have been yeah monday morning and we're at school and then i think it was around lunch just after or near lunch and after recess we found out school was dangerous and we couldn't be around it and not there would be no lights no internet couldn't touch anything electrical that you could get electrocuted by so everyone was we were just going to carry on with the day but then it got quite dangerous we had to go onto the tennis court and wait to get picked up. I think they were trying to keep the little kids calm in case they might have been worried but it was mainly just like these very silly people have just come in and done something horrible and hope you don't do something like this which you shouldn't and your parents will be here to pick you up and it will be fine and they weren't exactly sure when school would start again.
2: I actually didn't know that wires were cut initially, I just knew that there was some uh, vandalism that took place at the school and I found that out because um, Mrs. Dorr, the assistant principal, phoned me as I was driving to school and she had met with Jeff, the site supervisor, who told her that the, the vandalism had taken place.
1: So it's Hugh and Hamish at the St Catharines building site here with Louis, and we're going to ask him a couple questions. First of all, what was going through your head at the time? Um,
0: I was a little bit concerned that people could have got electrocuted because of what happened and I was also wondering at the time how long it would take to fix and when we're going back to school and when to go back to normal um, and yeah, just hoping it'd be able to get fixed. Uh, one more, uh, another question. How did you feel about the, well, the incident at school? Um, I was a bit confused why people would want to do such a thing, but um, I felt a little bit worried about... I wasn't extremely worried but, about someone could have been electrocuted, and, like I said before. But I, mean, I wasn't extremely worried, but I was just like, why would people do that? Was your time out of school quite fun? The first day, yeah, I spent with Hugo, his house. Yes, um, it was. It was right. Went and did things uh, outside and stuff. I kept caught up with a few friends. Tried to do some school work, but it's probably better. not being at school doing school work so you understand it better. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't mind it. Explain how
1: you got to my house.
0: Um, well. I was gonna to ride to school with you, Hugo, and I was gonna—I was riding to your house so we could drive from there. And then, I, as soon as I got to your house, um, got a message: school's not going ahead because of what happened. Um, so I ended up just start, staying the day there, doing whatever we could find out to do, and yes, having fun. Um, last one, when was your last time you have experienced something like this? I don't think I ever have experienced anything like this. I've experienced a break into my house, I guess that counts. Something broke into the garage and stole everything, but nothing really like cutting wires and yeah, chance of electrocution. So yes and no. Did you think at any point that what they were telling you didn't seem true?
2: I got lots of different stories as they were trying to work out what had taken place. It was pretty clear that there was vandalism because um, some of the builders' um, huts had been broken into and their storage containers and things had been stolen. Um, But when we were trying to work out the damage that had taken place across the school, I heard some different versions of what the damage was and one suggestion at one point was the school was struck by lightning so i actually thought that was a little bit too coincidental to say the same night that school had been broken into or the building site that the um, school would also be hit with lightning at the same time but what we eventually found out is that the effect of the cables that were cut was like the school had been hit by lightning that's the sort of damage that was caused
0: What was the thing you were most worried about replacing the wires?
2: There were so many things that were impacted and we, I don't, at the beginning, we didn't really have a sense of how far the impact was, um, from the damage caused by the wires being cut. So like I was saying, the effect was essentially like the school being hit by lightning. So, so everything that was connected to an electrical circuit uh, on this side of the school, um, so across... The hall and your classrooms and the um, leadership office space all was impacted by that. Um, And it was weeks and weeks after that that we were still finding things that had been damaged. So even things that you wouldn't necessarily think of straight away, but things like hot water services that heat water, um, the fridge and the canteen, the dishwasher, everything um, down to our communications cabinet and the server, our Wi-Fi access, everything... um, had been impacted in some way
0: or another.
1: Um, One more question. What did you think you were going to do about the situation at first?
2: Well, in any situation when there's an emergency or or a critical incident, then the first thing I usually do is contact some um, people at the Catholic Education Office and um, ask them to suggest a pathway forward. So because we'd been told that the site was unsafe, because there was no earthing for the electricity, we then had to evacuate essentially the school, uh, not just of students, but of adults as well. So once we got all of that information, we started putting into place our critical response, which was to evacuate people. Now, you've got to remember, we didn't have any power. So we had to hotspot to laptops to get Wi-Fi to then send messages out to our families to say come and collect your children if you're able because the site's been deemed unsafe and the school had to be closed so that was the initial response which um, i think by the time we found out that we needed to do that it was about um 12 o'clock so we gathered all the students together and we had a chat we went to uh, early lunch everyone was outside and very shortly after lunch people were starting to come to collect children and make sure that they were all okay But it's interesting isn't it because once this happened you hear other stories of people from neighboring areas so when when I was sharing the story with other people especially around through building build, uh, building trains and other schools people were saying oh yes, yeah, something's happened to Bridgewater recently or Yep, something's happened. The sprinklers from another school have been ripped up because they're after the copper piping. So it led to other people sharing things that had happened, um, which again was surprising because it's not, uh, hasn't been a common uh, experience. Uh,
1: What did you think you were going to do to stop them next time?
2: Great question. It was really to do with talking to the the builders uh, and our site supervisor about how they were going to help keep our site safe. So they put a few things in place pretty much immediately, Um, things like video cameras, video surveillance, um, and some lighting at night, extra lighting. So hopefully that would lead to deterring people, you know, coming and trying to do it again.